Brian Holtz is a social media and creative marketing agency owner, husband, father, DJ, global citizen, keynote speaker, and is proud to bring you the Ryan Holtz Show podcast. Uh, hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Reinhold Show podcast. Oh, today we have an amazing guest. Uh, but before we get to her, we have a couple great announcements. Uh, we took a couple Mondays off of releasing episodes because everybody knows, you know, we we had the birth of our little baby girl named Talia. So she's 26 days old and she's happy and healthy and mama's doing good. Um, I think we're a little sleep deprived, but now she's getting on a good sleep regimen. Um, as everybody knows, uh, we talked a little bit about sponsorship on the last episode and, you know, just kind of saying, hey, you know, we're looking for somebody who's really specific and a company that's really specific and kind of goes within our mandate. Uh, we do have an announcement for that. It's very exciting, uh, which we're not going to talk about today, but on the ne- next further episodes. Uh, today is episode 65. And what I can say is after starting this journey of podcasting and really talking to some of the best minds in the world, um, I realize how much I don't know. I know nothing. And it's very humbling to talk to people who are uh, practitioners of their field. That being said, I have an amazing guest on. Her name is Sonia Zarbatani. She's based in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Uh, she's a business and life coach. And what's really funny before we start talking to give everybody context who's listening to the show right now is that at first I sent her a direct message on Instagram. I got ignored. And I yes. seen that. I seen that. Yeah, I seen that little scene. And I'm like, oh, hell no. Now, Persistence 101, I said, no, 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 we're going to fire back with a video because for me, I I feel like, you know, when you can put a personality and a name and a face behind that little direct message, it goes a long way. And sure enough, Sonia got back and said, "Okay, all right, my bad. Maybe this is going to be kind of cool. Let's let's, you know, revisit this. So um, that being said, welcome to the show, Sonia. Thank you for having me. I'm yeah. happy with this work. Yeah. So your team, uh, Patricia, you guys are sticklers on extreme punctuation. We've went back and forth for dates. Um, you even said, hey, Ryan, like, how long is this going to take? And I literally said, I'm like, listen, 30 minutes if you're boring less. And you're like, savage. So what I love about you and what I can tell already is you have a lot of personality. I don't feel like you take yourself too seriously and you can really, you can really, you know, punch back and forth. And I really respect that about you. Um, so Sonia, just tell us a little bit about you. Just give us a little bit, starting with your last name. What, 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 like, where's your last name from? Very cool name. So my last name Zarbatani is Lebanese, but I was actually born in Morocco. And then I got out of Montreal, uh, of Morocco when I was three, I moved to Montreal and um, then I didn't really fit in in Montreal. I was like just very anxious to move. And so I did. So I went to, uh, I did high school, university, all that good stuff. And then my last exam that I wrote in university, the next day I moved to LA. And I got scouted to do a show um, in LA. But then I realized once I got there that, you know, I, I, I really wanted to, to become my own. I come from a family business. My dad owned Gas Jeans, he owned a bunch of lines, and I didn't just want to be like the daughter of, I really wanted to do my own. So I moved to LA and I thought it was going to be for acting. And at the time I was doing a lot of fitness modeling, but it really wasn't that. I fell in love with personal development. Mm. I, And at first it was truly for me, like I, 
you know, a lot of people say, oh, you're a coach, you're this and that. And it's like, guys, it wasn't supposed to be for you. It was supposed to be for me. I thought I was fucked up. Like, I thought, <laughs> you know, I didn't know what a good relationship was. I was like, pro proposed to three times. I said no. I was like, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm going to be that you know, that woman that just never gets married and that just, you know, never finds the right person. So I went into this deep dive into personal development from Landmark when I went all the way to train the trainer. I did every single Tony Robbins. Then I moved to Kauai because I went to do a speech there and I fell in love with raw foods and eating clean. And then I was like, fuck it, I'll stay here for three months. And so I really went and and, and, and really wanted to understand, you know, more about myself. And then I realized I love the stage. I love the stage, not for acting and that, but really to be able to inspire other people to live their best life and to give them the tips and tools that they need so that they can go and live the life that they deserve and want. And, and yeah, I just blanked out for a second. That's okay. No worries. Um, based on your story, you're an only child, right? Yes. Now, growing up, I mean, you, you kind of said, hey, I, 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 I had a really interesting childhood, you know, and kind of, you know, with who your dad was and kind of the success that he had, you really wanted to craft your own name and kind of, you know, really bring out that individuality. I know you went to Western or, or something like that and basically said, listen, I'm, I'm getting a ticket. I'm going to L.A. and the rest is history. And your parents weren't too happy with that. What, what yeah. about what about that? Like, why did you need to do that for yourself um, and I know you talk a lot about, you know, the power of travel, the power of going out, seeing new cultures, different flavors, different ideas, and really just taking kind of a holistic approach to life and understanding that because you live in Montreal or, you know, you live in Canada, that's not the end all be all in the world. You're very worldly. Is that something that was enriched in you? Is that something that was raised in you? Like, where did that come from? So with true transparency, which I feel is where, you know, the true magic Absol happens. Absolutely. Um, so my dad, my dad is not my biological dad. Yep. So my biological dad was Moroccan and in Morocco. And my my mom came back when I was three and I my stepdad came into my life when I was eight. So, you know, there was I, I always had this feeling of like, do I fit in? Where do I fit in? And so. For me, my dad adopted me, took me on, raised me, gave me a really good business mentality, but I, there was something inside of me that I was like, just don't fit in. Mm. So that's where I wanted to start traveling and to really understand like who I want to be for me. And what I learned out of being in the US and when I, when I started being a speaker in US and when I started being a coach in the US, and it was really interesting, I was like 26 years old. And at the time, my one-on-ones were 500 an hour US. And everybody has a coach. Like in Canada, when I moved back to Canada, I moved back to get back into my family business because my dad wanted me to get back into the business. But my true passion was coaching. And when I looked into, well, how much are people making here? It was like 80 an hour or whatever. And I was like, what? This is... And, and the Canadian mentality is not one of coaching and mentorship. And But in the U.S., they figured it out that in order for you to really get to that next level in your life and to bypass a whole bunch of errors, a whole bunch of work that, you know, you get a coach and you get somebody that's going to tell you here, hop on here. Here's the hookups. Here's the contact. Here's how you can double, triple, quadruple your income. And it doesn't become this like small mentality of small, small city, small money, small. To me, mm. I don't have this relationship with money. Like it just, it's just adding zeros. It's really not that big a deal. All you need is the right game plan. 
So for me, I got real worldly because I realized that, wait a second, we all have the same time of day. We all have those same 24 hours mm. to get shit done. So it's for us to just go, all right, how big do I want to play? You know, mm, and mm. and then if you want to play big, that's fine. But you're going to have to work really hard. And you're going to have to sacrifice. You're going to have to compromise. But at least if we give you the right strategy to get there, you're going to save so much time, money, expense, everything. Right. What do you what do you say to people like even for me, life coach and business coach? It's kind of like a marketer. Like I, that's where my bread and butter is, is my marketing agency. And. You know, as soon as social media came and cell phones came, everybody was like a social media manager and marketer. And I'm like, man, I went to school for this. Like, I'm a practitioner at what I do. You can't just pick up a phone and call yourself a marketer. Right now with the life coach and business coach, I feel like this this area is so flooded. Like I've seen people advertise about this and I'm like, man, you haven't even lived a life yet. Like and I'm not trying to be rude or, or or insinuate that they don't know anything, but I'm like. To come out and say, I'm going to coach people and have an impact on people, like, I take that seriously. I'm like, if you're going to influence somebody, you better watch what street you're influencing somebody down because this is something that's impacting their life. So that snake oil kind of salesperson, you know, that gets affiliated sometimes with the life and business coach, what makes you different and what, like, what do you say to that? Because I'm sure that in your industry and what you do, you really have to make sure, like, hey, I'm, I'm Sonia, like, I... I do things a lot differently. So how do you PR, marketing, social media, blogger, influencer? It's become so crowded. So now everybody just want I, I coach people because they want to get be a blogger. And I'm like, but for what? They want free shit. They want I'm like, but free <laughs> shit doesn't pay bills. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, my yeah, do I get paid on every post? Of course I do, because I understand my influence. I understand that the, the, and I tag this, people are going to go, oh, she's using it because my followers that they trust me. It's this authentic relationship where they know that I don't need this money. But if I'm pushing this product service, if I if I believe in it, I'm sharing the knowledge and it means I'm using it. However, right now what's happening with social media and you know, cause this is your space right now, everybody's just like one day they're pushing this pen. The next day it's this skinny tea. The next day it's this, and it's bullshit. And what's happening now is people are over it. They're over the, just the unboxing. They're over the product pushing. They don't believe you anymore. Mm-hmm. And now what's happening is brands are, are going, but this is not, I'm not getting the return on investment. Brands are coming into this space, but unless we show them a clear insights, because even now brands didn't even understand that people can buy not only followers, likes, yep. engagement, con- you know this space, oh, right? Yeah. Yeah. For us, for us as you know, working in this space, it's really truly about branding yourself because I was doing it for my for my fashion brands, right? I'm like, wait a second, fashion brands, which happened, they can come and buy us back. This is mm. exactly what happened. So all this work that I did to brand, to market, to put in the thing on a brand that I don't own, I own the license for it in Canada, they can buy it back. So mm, what I what I yeah. discovered when I saw social media start to pop out, I was like, this is where it's going to be. Why? Because we live on our phones. So yes. if you can have, if I can have a, a relationship with you directly from the phone, I got you, right? Mm. Because me every single day my followers i'm so active on social media on stories and they've created a relationship with me you know so 
I get flooded and flooded and flooded. And yeah, sometimes to your point at the beginning, how did I only see your DM but didn't respond? Because I was probably peeing or going for a walk. <laughs> you know? And I probably in my in my truth of intentions, I I I, I liked you. I was like, I'm gonna answer this guy. But then the problem is, then I get back to coaching or get in my car or whatever. And then all these other DMs, and I don't remember shit. Where who is the guy that just messaged me about doing this cool podcast that I really but you let's, go, let's go back there. How do you, and this is a good point, when somebody reaches out to you, how do you ascertain if you even want to humor the person or talk to the person? It's amazing how, like, you, you bring up the phone, right? This is the remote control to our life. Yeah. But that being said, we're getting flooded with information. How do you, how does somebody make you stop scrolling and say, oh, wow, like, okay, that person's kind of cool, or okay, this is this spammy or is this not spammy? And we work like you're able to do that within a millisecond. What things yeah. do you look for, especially if somebody does reach out? And you go on their grid. Is there a certain kind of, you know, person where you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm not really cool with that. But, you know, this person really there's just certain things, you know, you're like, oh, yeah, I love that. Like, yeah, I, I, I want to work with that person. How do you do that? Like, what's your filter process? So I have a strong filter process because, you know, I, and, and it, in, a, in a way, a lot of times I feel bad because it almost makes me look like I'm, you know, oh, she's too. But if I, I can log off of this and show you my schedule for the week, if I tell you every single half hour is booked, it's every, that's why I was like, I love you, but I'm like, are, am I booking you in an hour? Am I booked? Cause now I have a 12, then I have a one at three. Yes. You know, so, so it's not even coming from a space of, you know, oh, how long is this going to take? I don't give a shit. You can take me for, well, not really, but you know what I mean? <laughs> Just so I can plan the rest of my life of because you know, you're a dad now, right? And, and, and congratulations and like this they, is your like what a shift right this is our two this is the, she, she i have my son dejan and and our newborn baby so we have two kids now we're closing up shop not doing yeah. three but yes to your point it's crazy so for me i so in my way of 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 compartmentalizing things is there's my coaching. There's my speaking. There, now I'm working on online courses because my my business model right now is not scalable. I'm no. completely full on my on my one on one coachings until end of July. I, I I coach 14 people a week. Like it's insane. So now I'm doing all my online courses. There's a book. There's a TV show. There's so many things that are coming in because I understand how to scale this business. So for me, for me, the way that I can be really, really productive is, you know, some people get freaked out that I actually answer my own DMs or because to me, that's authentic. I have a brand that needs to be authentic. I only work with brands that I truly believe in. So for me, they've understood my following, understand how busy I am. They get it because it's out of control, but they understand that it comes from a good place. So if I do answer, I'll answer. But my problem is I'm also a coach. So people will give me their entire life story on a DM. I will never answer that. That's why it's swipe up, book a coaching, and I'll get to you. But until then, I can't spend my day on my DMs. It's absolutely unproductive. Now with interviews, podcasts, all this stuff, the second you have some kind of influence, everybody's coming at you. So you have to then go and say, okay, who do I connect with? Who do I think has a, 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 a great following that's in line with me that we can have some fun doing this and inspire other people? Because what I love and, you know, when you sent me that video and it made me laugh, like anybody who makes me laugh and who, who I'm like, all right, he got me. Patricia, figure some kind of thing yeah. out, right? It's, yes. it's all 
about capturing people's attention, even Absolutely. in CDs and people that you interview. It's like you have to understand how flooded we get. So how are you going to get these people's attention? Because there's only a limited time of the day. And for me, you know, if it gets to at night, you're competing against my kids. So mm. if you want nighttime, you better be real good. And if you want daytime, you're competing against my clients. So, you know, you know how this is. It Absolutely. has to be fine. Well, people don't understand it. It's interesting because a lot of it, I'm sure when you talk to your clients and stuff like that, a lot of the conversation does revolve around time, right? And it's kind of like that Wu-Tang song, Cream, Calendars Rule Everything Around Me. And that's the re... Yeah, Wu-Tang, right? Yeah, man. I mean, come on, right? Come on. Old old school, old school rap. But but it is... It is... Where are they? This is shit right now. I know. I know. Don't get me started on that. Now, when you talk about courses in your business, this is interesting because for me, it's funny because when I think about online courses, it is a way to, you know, have passive income and then also, you know, kind of, you know, keep within the wheelhouse of being able to scale your business. That being said, to me, sometimes I think it can hurt your brand. And when I think of brand, I think of brand in perpetuity. I feel like the longer you can hold out on offering, you know, a $60 course or a $100 course means the more you can charge in the end. Do you think of it this way when you're 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 going to say, "Okay, I want to create these courses?" Like your your whole brand, which I'm I'm assuming you have a very specific goal into where yeah. you want to take your brand. How do you sit back and say, "How do I want the world to receive me?" And who do I even want to be received by? Do you think of things this way or or how do you how do you navigate that? Because it's a loaded question. But I think it's a tough question, extremely tough question. It's 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 actually a great question. Um, to me, I get to a point where it's all about scaling, right? So, mm. and we have different issues at different platforms, right? Mm. So, for example, you know, then you can and you can and you can crunch them into a course. So, I'll give you an example. Right now, I'm doing I'm coaching so many startups, okay. So many, how to do your business plan, how to get the strategy, how to price, how to, the margins. Like these are such easy coachings for me that I can literally do in my sleep and take them through a process of a 90 day plan on how to make your first hundred grand. Like that's easy for me. It's so simple. And it's just kind of like do these simple steps and then I can take them from my one-on-ones because I'm also, not everybody can afford a $300 uh, you know, one-on-one coaching session. So I want to give them opening price points so that they can come into this world, but you know, then they can work up to an, a one-on-one or, but then first do this course, which is going to take you by the step-by-steps. Let's make you make at least your first 50, a hundred thousand. And then I'm going to take you to the next plateau and the next plateau, same thing with personal branding. I, I coach so much on personal branding. People <laughs> not understanding this space. You know, I'm sure it's the same for you, right? From brands to people to, they don't understand. They don't even understand why they're doing it. Why do you want, you know, they want, oh, I want to do the same thing as you. And I'm like, why? Like, for yeah. what? What's, right? Yes. I want a podcast. How many people have told me, Sonia, you should have your podcast? And I kind of, right now, I'd rather hop on yours. Have a nice time with you. You figure out all your shit. And then you're like, here, Sonia, here's the podcast. And we're done. <laughs> Smart, and, though. Yeah. And I think so important for people to also know their lane because you know i'm really not trying to be in other people's lanes i'm very clear on my own and i and i you know support and empower and 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 feed and wish them well but for me 
you know, I know it's like now I'm doing my retreat, you know, my retreat. I, I have 15 people. I have one more ticket left and it's June 24th in Greece. Like I'm taking 15 people to Greece for all of their personal development, all of their coaching, mm, all of their mm. health. You know, five days of deep dive is priceless, right? Mm. So for me, there's kinds of these different categories that I'm going to bring my community juice at whatever level they're at in their life and in their business. What do you think people want right now, ultimately? Just in all your clients, what's the one thing you hear repetitively, like over and over from every single person? What, like, what are, I, I mean, people are depressed, people are overthinking people are you know between you and i and the world listening i I, i'm not a big fan of people in general and and the reason i say that is not that i don't like people i just feel like people like i like animals i love my dog uma i love my kids i'm biased but you know i love my wife but I, i i've formulated this circle of my life because this is what i love but when i talk to the average person i'm like oh my god what like why are you so happy ryan today because I woke up, number one, because I woke up, number two, because I've created my life the way I want it. Oh, I, you know, and, and when people say these things, and you, I'm sure you've heard this before, this thing irritates the hell out of me. You're so lucky. You're yeah. so oh, lucky. Oh, oh, must be nice, bitch. Yeah. Do you yeah. know how much I work <laughs> must be nice? Come, come spend one day with me, must be nice, okay? Yes. Like, you know, oh my God. Like, I want to be an influencer like you. I am not an influencer. That is not my job title. Right? Mm. Like, this is not what I... This is a side little hustle that is fun that I'm getting to get to grow to so many people, but that I actually... I'll turn on my phone and I'm like, I'll, I'm a speaker. Of course, I know how to speak into my phone in 15 second segments. Like, mm. this shit I do in my sleep. That's not the big picture, mm. right? And for me, what turns me on is to be a role model for our next generation. I'm very scared about our next generation. It's a generation that you're comparing yourself to like these ideals that are not even real because how many times have you, I'm sure in your space where you'll follow someone, you're like, oh, amazing. Let me hop on and do a podcast with that person. And then you you meet them face to face in real life and you're like, they're not at all what they perceive to be like on social media. Right. Oh, you know what happens all the time, too, because people think this personal brand is a gimmick. Like they got to create this certain thing. Your personal brand is already there. It's just about developing it a little bit more and curating it. You're right. A lot of people. But that's why I like video. Like you look at your videos, right? You got a guy, you got your you got your dude that's traveling around with you and you're doing your vlogs. You know, my favorite one was you're in the airport with your kids and you're showing, man, I'm trying to juggle all my kids and you're checking in and doing all that stuff. I, I Because to me, I'm like, you know, you can't. Video to me, in some ways, sure, people can turn it off and turn it on, but it's pretty transparent. Like, you can really gauge, you know, where that's going. For you, though, what do you think people want right now? What are they looking for? Like you said, the brands are getting smarter because they're like, listen, I'm not getting the return on my investment. People, people are, I mean, your average 13, 14, 15-year-old has such a great bullshit radar they know within like a millisecond if they're getting sold. They're so agnostic to advertisements. So people in the space, what do you think they want now? What are they looking for? Okay, so the way that I break it down is there's different categories, right? So let's say if we, so there's, let's say the brand category, then I coach a lot of men. Right now, for some reason, like my men coachings is like very, very public. <laughs> and. And I coach a lot of women too. 
So between the men and the women, it's very different. The women, what what they're struggling with, because it's always about the biggest struggle, the biggest pain point. The biggest pain point is they have no idea how to balance it all. They don't know how. And most women, you have to understand, most women have to work. Most women have to earn. So they're, but, but they're comparing themselves with these women over social media that that don't that don't have a job like a real they don't mm. go to a nine to five so they have time to go to the gym and do all these kinds of fun things and look really gorgeous and pretty and these women are are feeling are now starting to feel bad about themselves because they don't have the tools to balance these kids the husband look good tr- work they come back they're exhausted then they have to clean their house they have to go for dinner they have to brush their hair like there's so much that's being asked of women right now and it they are exhausted and 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 it's really difficult for them to really balance what they what everything mm. while mm. doing something that they love okay mm. Mm, absolutely. So that's women. Men is very different. The, the men that I coach, <laughs> <laughs> the men have a have a different skill set. Men are able to compartmentalize. Women, if their relationship and their kids and their home are not going well, I no matter the business plan I give them, no matter the steps by step program, no matter the next steps that I will give them, they will not do their homework. Mm. They will not get to action until I fix this first. Mm. They just won't. So that's why that's why I'm like a business and life coach because to me I'm always like let me make you a shitload of money. I this is where I always go to because mm. my definition of success which was ingrained to me my my programming was success is money. So mm. make you an extra 100k like that's eat for me that's easy. But I always have to take a step back and go no. Her her definition of success is a truly well balanced life where her husband is attracted by her and she feels empowered and she feels feminine and her kids like her and blah 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 anyway so that's for women men are not like that men can can go through a divorce their wives cheating them cheating them just being like not having sex for months for what and they can come in to, to, to see me and be like, no, Sonia, I just want to negotiate this new this new salary position. I just want to negotiate this new building. I just want you to look at the numbers. And I'm like, so we're just not going to address your wife? We're not going to? And they're like, no, no, we'll address it, but another time. A man can walk out of his house, can walk out and be like, and the wife is, you didn't pop, 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 bullshit, but close the door. And he's like, all right, I'm good. You know? <laughs> I know, you know, it, I'm a different kind of dude. Like it's, I, I wish sometimes I did have that aspect. I'm, a, I, I was raised by a single mom, and I, I feel like, I, 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 even growing up, I got along so well with women, and I played football and I did all the manly stuff. But nothing, nothing, nothing beats sitting around with a group of women and talking about how important foot care is for me. I'm a different kind ah. of dude. I mean, it is so important for me that way. But as you are saying. As you are saying, I, I think this is great. Oh, you got a whole little studio going on back here. I'm getting a behind the something at my door, so I'm gonna walk <laughs> you down with fine, right? <laughs> That's awesome. This is awesome. Um okay, so what percentage of your clients are male and female then? Mostly women, but I would say now it's like hold on, hold on. Oh, it's just it's probably Amazon. Hi. Is that for me? Thank you. I'm here. 
This is so amazing. Say hi to my delivery guy. What's up, delivery person? Okay. Thank you. That is awesome. Sharing with me because then they like they they don't. Here we go. Where do I have to sign? Amazing. Yo, everybody yeah, listening right now, we have to take a note on Hustle Mode 101. I will have to say that you 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 will trump my last guest who did a podcast in his car. I had a lot of respect for the guy to be able to hustle and pull over on the side of the road, give an amazing interview, and do it almost on the fly. And I I, I just, at the end, I said, my God, like, I, I mean, like I said, I get humbled with every interview I do because... You know, to see you walk around your house and you're like, yo, I'm still alive with that. <laughs> going back upstairs with you now. Now, okay. Because when you don't sign for the package, they leave you and then that's it. Now I got to go to them. I'm not doing that. No. Okay. So that being said, in uh, some of your interviews and stuff and, and what I've heard you say is your home is kind of like an open door. Like you have people coming in your home. You got, I see makeup people coming in your home. You got your video guy in your home and you're running all your business out of your house. And people say... Should I keep that line of separation between personal and professional? When I look at you, I think lifestyle. I think this is her. Like, she's blended everything. Her kids, her husband, her family. Like, and, and in my opinion, and I do agree with you, I think in order to even keep up with the level that you're at, you kind of do. Because there's only 24 hours in the day, like you said. Some of them have to blend and collide. What is your philosophy on that? Do you think it works for you and not others? Is it something that if you were to say to one of your clients, do it this way, or is it dependent on just the individual? It's a, you know what? I've I've done both. I still have my office. I have a, like I, I still have my office, my fashion office. Um, I have a great office. It's great. But to me, it's all about, you know, what's your what's your rate an hour, right? So for me to get in my car, for me to wake up, to get cute shit, get in my car, drive my my kids, all that, and then go hit traffic to go to an office where I'm going to coach one-on-one or I'm going to coach through Zoom. or Like, I've made everything so productive for me. If everybody can come to me, then that whole parking, this, that, mm. walking into a place saying, this is so much easier for me that I come, I create here. My world is here. People come to me. So for me to get my hair done and not do anything at the same time is a huge waste of time for me. And I'll, mm. I'll just never get it done. So for, so it's so much easier. They come, they know. Everybody just knows me. They'll do my nail. I'm, I'll have a meeting at the same time. I'll, it's, it's, I'm trying to juggle as much as I can and to be as productive as I can. And that to me is the way that works for me. So does it, you know, sometimes during the day too, look, when my baby was really young, it was easier for me to get out of the house at least because I got nothing done when the baby's here. But now my kids are, one's at daycare, the other one's at school. So during the day, I'm by myself. And for me to create these courses, for me to get into a space of, you know, I need time to create and to be really creative. But then there are certain things that I don't do. Like I have a gym downstairs. I'll... I'll play around with it, but for me to get a serious workout and get my mind out, I need to get out of my house, mm, right? Mm. So it really is kind of, and I've created a space. Look, like my office, this is my home office, but I can also shoot from here. I have my board in the back. I have like, look, this is where people can like, you know, sit it. down and do thing. Like I'm pretty well set up because I've set it up that way, right? Yeah. So what is, you You seem like somebody that wears your heart on your sleeve. 
I know you're tough, but when's the last time you cried? Oh, you know what? It's so crazy. It's so weird. Um, there's two things that made me cry. That's it. Okay, I'm very, very tough, and I'm not tough because I'm tough. I'm I'm tough because I've gotten hurt a lot. You know, and and why? In what sense? People, Growing up, people, relationships, like what? You know, my thing is, it's funny too because a lot of people have an impression that I'm out a lot or that I'm about a lot, and I'm not. Look at you, you, mm. you caught on to it. Everybody comes here. Why? Because I don't trust people anymore. Because I'm, I'm. They don't understand that my heart is really kind. Like if mm. I can help you, I will help you. I don't need anything. I don't need more money. I don't need more shit. I don't need more. I don't need anything from you. So I just get true pleasure from helping other people. That's what makes me happy now. I'm at that space in my life. But but what happens is I'll do something nice for you. And then it's all like, I don't trust people anymore. People start calculating my money. People cal start calculating my stuff. People always want from me. So it's mm. very hard for me. Be and I'm always like, from Texas, I'll go through my Texas and go, all right, let's see how many Texas it's going to take before they ask me something. Let's see how long it's going to take before they ask me something. They always ask. So I've become very tough. And now I don't get hurt that much anymore because I'm like, of course they do. That's what people do. Mm. So do, do you see why I, I, I hibernate a lot? And I might look like I'm out, but I'm strategic in terms of the events that I go to and the people that I hang out with. But most of the most of the, no most of the great ones are isolated. I mean, I'm I'm a very my I can count my circle on my hand. You know, people don't understand. I have two gears: family, my wife, kids, and dog, and you know yeah. myself and um, business. And I am completely a crazy man when it comes to my time. My time to me, if you take my time and you steal it, or I found you misled me, I, I'm a beast because. The time, like right now, what you're giving me, you can never give me anything more than what you're giving me right now, which is your time. And that I always value somebody's time to the utmost. When I talk to somebody and I have guests on the show and the show was kind of a, for selfish reasons, it was my excuse to basically kind of, you know, talk a lot of crap and screw up in front of the world and people and then really get to ask those questions that nobody ever wants to ask people. And to me, I, like, I can look at the glitz and the glam, but I'm, I'm the person that's like, oh, yeah, but I want to I know what's behind all that. Because this is why I ask you, right? Because even though you're a very big personality and huge, I always say the, the stronger somebody comes across, I always like to ask them, where do they get their love and where do they get their refill? Because they're giving to the world and trying to change the world, right? There's a great quote, and I can't remember the guy's name, but he said it way better than I could. A reasonable man tries to adapt himself to the world. An unreasonable man tries to adapt the world to himself. Therefore, all change and progress depends on the unreasonable motherfucking man, right? You're an unreasonable mm -hmm. person. You're not adapting yourself to the world. You're trying to actually adapt yeah. the world to, to what you're doing. Everything you just told me on the whole podcast kind of is summed up by that one quote, in my opinion, you're, you're, everything is at your house. You're taking me on your Amazon runs. You're, everything is really isolated and it's for a reason. So how, how, what do you need? How do you feel? Like, how is Sonia when you're not doing all this stuff? I know you have goals and stuff. Just who are you? Are you popcorn? Do you sit on a couch? Like what, like, just who are you? Who's the person? Are you, like are, you are you dorky? Are you dorky? Like, this is like, if I could live in tracksuits, last night, 
you know, I, like <laughs> I, I, I know how to turn it on because it's what I know how to turn it on. Of, and of when course. I'm on stage, I have to wear heels. That's where my big power goes. But to me, if I could live in my tracksuit, have my three friends, my kids, my husband, like I'm happy. I don't. I, I really don't need it. I a, a purse doesn't make me happy. It really doesn't. Mm, I, I, mm. I don't give a shit about that. Like I like true connections and I love true people and I love authentic conversations. And I mm. feel like if people could just step away and go back to the source and go back to like, we're all just trying to communicate in an age that is like, there's an overflow of communication, but put your phone down, like mm. put that shit down and actually like look at who's talking to you. And I can learn so much from everyone. And most of the time at parties, these big, like it's Grand Prix in Montreal is the biggest week of the I year. Know. And I like know. I'll have a better time with a guy who's like the concierge or the valet or the fucking dude who's, I'm more interested in them because they're just going to be real with me. And then rather than this person who I'll be like, what does she want? What does she want? What does she want? You know, it, it's just kind of life. So for me, I, 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 I get pleasure from hanging out from the small moments from barbecue outside and, you know, from my home, like, because that's where I've, I, I love experiences. I don't spend money on stuff. I, mm. you know, I spend money on experiences. That's why, you know, that's what you remember. I don't remember anything I bought ever. It's not important to me. But I remember this like night where I was like, let's go. And then we had this amazing time or that I met these amazing people. Like that to me is why we're living, why we're alive and why we want to connect. And that's why we also have, you know, it's energy, right? Like there's Absolutely. a, you could have interviewed. I'm sure you interview a whole bunch of people, but there was something about what I said, what I did, whatever, that you uh, were like, I want, she's interesting, right? Same of with course. you. So so that's what's fun about life. It's not about, you know, yeah, you can make more money, it's great, and we all want that, but it's just about a bigger impact and just having a nice time on these I, moments. I think there's a softness about you because I, I think I watched, I can't remember who the heck it was. You came on my Instagram. I think that's kind of how it first started. But, you know, just the way you're talking to, to somebody and you could just you're very in it. You know, you're not you're not kind of ducking. You're very in that conversation. You're in that moment and you're really letting it all out. But circling back, when was the last time you cried? So the last time I cried, two things make me cry. My mom, because I my mom passed away. Um, mm. My mom passed away two years ago. Mm, so and, you, uh, I, you know, since that, it's really like. I don't know. It, it also put things so much in perspective for me because it's like once you can deal with that because you never really go through it. It's just like all the rest. Just is some bullshit. Like I'm mm. you know what? Like I, I, my mom was my mom should be here right now. Like she would be so proud and so just such a great woman. And it's not fair that, you know, she had to leave so early. So that's really my number one thing. And the, the other thing that makes me cry, it is the most ridiculous thing. And I and I think since my mom passed, it's even worse. But anytime my kid and my husband laughs at me so much, like my kid a couple of days ago just fell and he had a little like cut and he had just a little bit of blood and I couldn't handle it. <laughs> yeah. And he came and he's like, mommy, and I'm like, oh my God. And it's nothing like get it together. Like I'm a strong woman. Yeah. I, I, I broke, I was crying. I was like, and it's, I, I'm I, no joke. It was like a cut like this. Yeah. My I, I, 
couldn't. It's like I love my kids so much that mm. it's the only thing that I, I can't control. All the rest of these people, it's like, ah, uh, showing your true colors. All right, ah, uh, I lost this. All right, oh, I, this happened. Business, I don't care about that. But my kids, it's like my, mm. it's my blood, you know? It's like that and my mom and the fact that I had, there's nothing that I could have ever done that's really that hurts you know the rest you never get over my mom passed away when i was 13 years old which is 22 years ago and i'm telling you it's something that you never you never will get over it's something that you learn how to live with uh mother's day to this day i mean certain things especially when my kids were born you know that that really choked me up a lot because i was just like oh god my my wife you know i just think about man i thought my wife would be out in the back having a glass of wine. I was a mama's boy through and through. So I'm like, man, my, you know, my wife and my mom would be friends. And, you know, you always have all these little pictures that you're doing in your head. And it it, it sucks, you know, but man, I mean, you just, you, it, it, it gives you a complete different perspective on life for sure. Um, that being said, your social media, what is your, you love Instagram. What is your, what is your yeah. top two social media platforms that you absolutely love? You know what? That's the other thing. It's like I uh, so for me, it's definitely Instagram. I don't go on Facebook. I just find it like messy. It's just like and I also I <laughs> it is you know what it I mean. Is. It's like I don't care about like and I'm sorry. I'm not going to tell you happy birthday. I'm not going to go. I just, you know, like I don't like it. I like you know what I mean? It's like I don't like this platform at all. I understand everyone's like, oh, you got to grow your Facebook. I get it. I'm super clear on it. It's just not I don't have. You know, so I, I honestly, it's pretty much just Instagram and my own platform. Like I move people to my own website. I move people to the content that I'm creating, like, because, Smart. okay, and what Smart. if Instagram dies tomorrow or what are we going to do? Like these 35,000 or whatever, however many people, like, what am I going to do with these people? They want, you know, they have access to me. So now I want to move them to my own platform. Distribution is everything. And I mean, I tell people that all the time in marketing. Anything you post on a social media platform, you do not own anymore. That's fact. Um, secondly, mm-hmm. I mean, you need a point of distribution because if the social media platform, I mean, look what Facebook did when it first came out with business pages. Man, everybody saw your stuff. And then, boom, they came down with the algorithm, like 13% yeah. less, see it for free. And, you know, yeah. now you're screwed with, I don't know, thousands of followers, but they don't even see your content. Um, what did you have for breakfast this morning? I had... Uh, what did I have? I had a bulletproof coffee and then I made myself a shake. Morning routines. I heard this in an interview. I loved your answer. Um, you kind of said, I'll be honest and say, I don't really have a morning routine. Like people, you know, get up and they're like, what's the recipe for success? Meditation. You know, I know you talked about Tim Ferriss a lot, you know, four hour work week. Um, you know, what is your definition of just a great routine? Do you have a routine? Even though yeah, you well, say it's freestyle, is it kind of a routine? <laughs> no, it's a very routine. It's very routine. So right now, what I'm, you know, what I'm really focusing on is the creation of my online course. And I bought this like amazing course and I chunk it down. So what I so my morning routine is I'm up 6:45, 6:45 to 7:30. I get my daughter up, ready, da da da, the whole, you know, that routine. Get her out of my door at 7:30. Then it's the baby. And then my, my nanny comes in at eight so that I'm downstairs at my gym at eight. I have, and I listen to one session, which is an hour session. 
in my gym, I put my computer and I just, whatever, it's bullshit workout, but it's workout, right? I'll do whatever, arm, da da da, this, that, while listening to that, writing my notes. And then I'm upstairs, go drop off my kid. And then I'm coaching by 9 30. Mm. Who, who is And then I go, I go 9 30, 11, and then I'll go a one o'clock, a four o'clock. Like that, usually those are my four coachings a day. What is the one thing that disgusts you about people or life, or is there anything you're just like, just can't do it? You're just like, nope, don't like it. Characteristic. Fakeness. I can't. I don't want people talking to me about other people. I have no time. I have so much content on my own life. I really don't need to listen to somebody else's life. I don't like people talk. If they're talking shit about other people and their their closest friends, they're gonna talk shit about you too. Mm-hmm. So any kind of negativity and stuff, like I'm not saying that things are not gonna be hard. I get it, and those are moments in your life, and I respect that. But I want to hear if I'm hanging out with you, I want to hear how your life is doing. I want you to hear about how I'm doing, mm-hmm. and I want to create cool stuff. I don't want to hear about did you hear? And people come to me, oh, but this influencer is doing this, this, and I'm like. Good for her. That's awesome. But I don't want to, you know what I mean? Like, I'm so with spending these moments about us, not about anybody else. So that's a huge Mm. turnoff. And number two is I like real people. Don't, don't, you know, show me who you are and I'm going to be so happy with it. And I, and I won't judge it. You know, I don't need you to be successful, pretty, skinny. What I, I just need you to be you and I'm going to love you more than the ultra successful skinny hot whatever you think that is the ideal you know you're more interesting to me than than that yes is there a book is there a book i know you said somebody asked you too because they were asking you know do you read a book a week and you said back in the day i tried to read a book a week but quite frankly i'm just too busy now that being said is there anything or anybody who's a few people or a book or something that you're like Everybody needs to either go follow this person, check them out, or read this book or whatever. Is there anything one that you're like, man, this was a game changer? Was it a course? Was it a uh, a workshop you went to? Like, was there anything where you're like, man, that really did impact me? Like, wow, that really changed the tra- trajectory. Oh, it's so good. That's such a good question. It I is. Think right now, you know what? Like, it's really funny because now I've really reconnected with you know, a mentor of mine that Mm. actually brought me into coaching. He's the one that I'm flying into my retreat to coach Mm. with me. And Mm. we've been really scheduling every single week to to coach together. And I coach him, he coaches me, and we're creating one of the programs together too. And it's really fun because we get to get some like great sneak peeks of his students as his coaching. And it's a man's perspective too, which I love. I'm not missing female empowered like I'm all about <laughs> let's help us all like it doesn't you know yes. and so I'm getting tons of great stuff like I'm you know I'm watching a lot of like Evan Pagan right now and I'm watching a lot of like some really phenomenal coaches that are you know maybe not the so well known as the Jack Kenfields and Tony Robbins and all that kind of stuff but more of the kind of low-key that are creating unbelievable programs and that's kind of what I'm really into. Like, I just, it's so important to feed your mind. It's so important, you know, and like what you bring in. And I, I, I had a conversation yesterday about, you know, a friend of mine who watches the news and it's always about, oh my God, look at all the rapes and murders and all this stuff. But I'm like, I don't need to let that in, that mm. sink in. I don't need to know that. It's you choose what you put in your mind. Mm. You know, you choose 
what you let in. So be very, very careful of that. And are you, are you, it's funny because this has been a beautiful conversation because you've given actually a lot of um, hacks without really saying it. You've said a lot about time, manage your time well, that's a huge one. You've said a lot about um, the way I'm taking it is produce more than you consume, meaning don't consume all this content, content, like go out there and produce content too. Um, And I think a lot of people do not get that. Like when you ask a lot of the great people, are you consuming? They're like, no, Ryan, like I'm, I'm too busy producing. I'm creating, you know, and yes, I want to learn and, and take in good content. But a lot of the, the common conversation is I'm, I want to produce more. I want to produce more than I consume. How important is that for you? You're constantly producing. You've actually made your life into a producing reel. <laughs> you, you, you're the Gary Vaynerchuk. You're the Gary Vaynerchuk example of just document. You know, if you don't know what to say or create, just document what the hell you're doing. Just show what you're doing. Right. And you, you don't really have a science to it. You're just like, I'm doing this. Because I watch some of your stuff and I'm like, no, that's pretty realistic. Wait a sec. Because your video guy does a good job of, you know, chopping it up, making it look nice. But I'm like, no, it's pretty accurate. Like, I don't feel this is scripted at all. You know, this is a, a very day in the life of. Yeah, but I think that that's what people really want, you know, and that's the only thing that works for me. As much as I'm trying to get to give people what what they are looking for, but honestly, right now, I do what works for me. People say, how do you have time? I, I, I What do you mean I have time? Look, right now, I've been on w- with you. I didn't check my phone. I'm not going through my, my stuff. This is the time that I devote to you. Then it's going to be the next thing. So do you think I have time to go through my DMs or whatever? No, but if I'm, if I'm waiting in line, I might. And I'm going to answer when I can. And the people that are very... You know, they really want to get to me, they'll find a way. Like, mm. I, I, I just don't put those kinds of, it's very, it, some people find social media and producing very time consuming and overwhelming. I don't. I really, mm. really don't. Okay. Like, if I don't want to hop on or have nothing to say, I won't. And I'm mm. good with that. I don't need to, I don't. I don't track who unfollows me. I don't track who follows me. I don't track, (laughs) I don't track these things. If you unfollow me, that's cool. But it's not, that's not how I work. You know, that's Mm. just kind of where it's at for you. Mm. Do you think how how much of envy, like how much of this high school crap of following and unfollowing, getting hurt feelings, getting upset, how much of this like plays into, like how much of it are you just like, this is child's play, man. Like get out of here. (laughs) Zero. Zero. This is school for me. I've had people come up to me thinking that we have beef because they thought that one of my stories was about them. I'm like, (laughs) honey, I have no time. I'm not thinking about you. You're thinking about you. This is, this is, high school is so over for me. I'm into impacting other people. I'm into this positive lifestyle. If you don't get it, I'm not trying to make you get it. That's cool. You're just not ready for it. And that's fine. Not everybody's going to like you. Not everybody's going to follow you and keep you. And social media is all about that trend, too. A lot of people are unfollowing and just getting real clear on a few key people that they love. And that's fine. I might not be the right timing for you. Maybe it'll never be. That's cool. No hard feelings. I'm not looking. You know, it's it's whatever works for you, right? If you're busy enough, And if you're content enough with a few key people in your life 
and a few key moments. And, and if you're able to really impact and have these connections and relationships with people and you give them your transparent, real self, like you and I, we have a friendship now. We do. Mm. We just do. We're friends. Sorry, we're friends. Okay, we're friends. (laughs) If you and I see each other at some event or we're speaking or you're going to be top of mind for me, I'm going to be top of mind for you. So we create that. That's amazing. I love that. Because then you get to places where, you know, you get to new cities and people reach out and they're like, oh my God, remember that time? Like, that's what it's about. Not, oh, did she do this? Or we have zero time for that. And I really wish people would just get a little bit busier in their own self than rather than trying to compete with this kind of unrealistic thing that doesn't even exist, really. People don't understand the concept. To me, I don't care that it's called a podcast. I hate labels in general. I don't need to fit you in a box. I don't, and anybody who calls himself an influencer is not an influencer. Okay. Nobody walks around like Gandhi didn't walk around the world saying, I have influence. He just had influence. Like you knew that. But that being said, um, if you want to talk to people or you want to get access to people, host a party, you know, and then people don't understand the concept, right? If I message you and say, hey, I want this, you're like, oh, man. But I'm like, hey, come on my podcast. You're like, well, hey, that sounds yeah. more appealing, yeah. right? Yeah. So uh, last question. What is your definition of greatness? Of greatness? What's your definition of greatness? What's your, what's the definition? You know what? No, let's not even frame it that way. What's the definition of greatness for you? When you do you want to be legendary, you know, longevity is a huge, a huge uh, factor in being legendary. You have to be around a long time to get legendary. What's greatness for you? I, I think, you know what, for me, greatness is I just want I, I want to make a true impact. I do. I want to make an impact in, you know, the next generation. And I feel like the gen, sorry, I'm like. I'm getting ready to go. So I'm going to walk and talk with you. That's good, right? I love it. (laughs) So, so for me, greatness is being able to make an impact in the next generation and then into our generation and going and, and, and meeting people that I've been able to impact and change their lives and touch their lives. You know, that to me, when I go and I, and I, you know, People stop me all the time and they coach with me and they're like, Sonia, you've changed my marriage. You've changed my business. You've like that to me is greatness. Like that to me, Mm. if I see my daughter, like my daughter's been watching me on stage since she's born. She's been, she's been at my office since she's two months old. My, my son too. Like I, my stepson, I have three stepsons. Like I want them in on this journey. I want them to learn by walking in this journey, by creating my own definition of what uh, uh, what I want out of my life, you know? Mm. And for me, I, I want to be able to make a positive impact in other people's lives and be really just at peace and happy with mine. That's really mm. the only thing. That's great. It's not, there's no financial, it's not... You know, because at one point financials, like honestly, when you can afford whatever it is that you want, like you're good. Like yeah. more, uh, yeah, yeah, you're gonna build because you know you have the cap- the capability of, right? To me now, it's just kind of like, I'm just playing with this, right? This is fun for me. But <laughs> is it gonna give me more joy and more? Absolutely not, it really won't. However, if I'm able to impact a greater number of people, and that's why, you know, these courses come in because my my business model right now is not scalable. Mm-hmm. It's not scalable right now. I'm full. I'm full. I can't. I can't do more one on ones. 
However, what is scalable is to create product and to and to, and to, so that then you know whether it's a book, whether it's an online course, then that you can reach so many more people. Yes. Okay. Uh, this has been amazing, Sonia. How can everybody reach out to you? What's the best way? The best way they can reach out to me, obviously, they can follow me on Instagram, Sonia Zarbatani. And I, they can go on my website, soniazarbatani.com. They could check out my retreat. They could check out, you know, all kinds of good stuff. And they could definitely DM me at some point. I will, but the best is even email. I just info at soniazarbatani.com. I would try to unpack this podcast, but there is so much great information in it. We got to take an Amazon trip. We're taking a trip outside the door. This has been great. Sonia, thank you so much for your time. I hope we can be friends. I will let you know when everything is up. And uh, this has been absolutely great. Done. Done. (laughs) Thank you so much, Sonia. Have a good day. Bye. See ya. Bye. Take care. Bye.